0: Welcome to episode 43 of Made, the podcast about purpose-driven design, making, and architecture. Today, we're going to be covering the Maker Dinner at World Maker Fair 2018 in New York City. Right, so we're here with Dale Dougherty, and uh, tell us. A, so I think a lot of people are probably going to know who you are Dying. if they're listening to this. You work for your Make Magazine is really something you started. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about what your role is in Make Magazine for people that may not know.
1: Well, you know, I was a founder of Make Magazine and Maker Faire, and you know, it's really just had the idea and then worked with a team of people to, you know, bring it off. And uh, you know, but in some ways, I. I I just wanted it to be about how-to projects involving technology and other things. It's not unlike magazines in the past or Popular (laughs) Mechanics or things. But it it wanted to be fun, you know, and cool stuff to do, just kind of using ordinary components. And and then, you know, to some degree we've gotten better tools to fabricate. (laughs) uh, And, you know, so it's sort of this crossover between, you know, computer technology, and you know woodworking and you know other kinds of uh
0: uh, fields, And it's all very reachable is what I've noticed when I when I look through the magazine is there well there is some stuff that's sort of grander I, I particularly pay attention to there with an architecture based yeah. magazine uh, an issue that I look through but uh but a lot of the stuff is reachable that almost anybody can do
1: yeah I mean that's I think my goal over you know in some ways it's probably not easily achieved but is it's like a cooking magazine right. that has recipes that you can follow to build yeah. something yeah. And I don't know that many people necessarily actually follow the recipe of a project in the magazine, but they learn from it. Right. And so when they want to do something, they can say, hey, it was kind of like that. You know yeah, I mean? Let I me see of, how they did that and yeah, I'll learn yeah. from it.
0: At the very least, it gives you an idea for something that you might do yourself exactly. a different way.
1: Yeah. And ideally, you kind of riff on it. You know, it's like, well, they did that, but I could do this. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things um, about
2: our podcast is all, is about inclusion in the in yeah. the making movement. Like that's uh, and being like right now, this is our second, third. Uh, Second, third time actually that we've been at the at the New York World Maker Fair, and um, every time we're here, um, we notice how like it's just increasingly there's yeah. more diversity yeah. showing up, and that's one of the things that we really appreciate. Yeah. Um, in terms of the maker movement, have you seen any
1: any any uh, an
2: increase in diversity, and then just the participation?
1: I think so. I mean. I, especially globally, you know, it depends on how you define things, but um, globally, uh, I'm, you know, you just couldn't be happier, you know, I was in Seoul, Korea, meeting, you know, there's makers, teachers, actually, there's a teacher that came here with six students from, from Seoul, oh, wow. you know, and I don't mean like rich students, Either they figured out how to make it work, but they just... Uh, Staying in cheap hotels and stuff but you know it's, it's important to be part of this uh, so I think it's spreading almost everywhere uh, and the idea of maker spaces and uh, you know it's uh, and it's having a I think a big influence on education in ways that I, I so that was sort of my plan if we could do this event you know, reach more people so that they have a desire to do it. And I knew early on when we did, even you know, a kid that comes to Maker Faire is not going to go to school and be able to make something, unfortunately. But that's starting to change, right. and yeah, it's more getting and more better. And you
0: see people with their own three D printers at right. the schools,
1: right. at the library. Now there's still an inequity out there, as there is in all of education. Not every school gets the same right. amount, so. Suburban school gets a nice maker space and urban school is lacking, but it'll happen. I have to, you know, I don't know any other way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think you have to just sort of give us a little bit of time and some patience because no one's pouring a lot of money into this. This yes. is being done by volunteers Resources and, are but awesome. I, I'm, you know, Queens here is the most diverse congressional district in America. Yeah. And so even if our, we get some of those people walking in, which I think every year we get a little bit more as we're part of the neighborhood and the Science Center is, that, that helps. And it really is, the, I think one of the real goals is this is a family event. And so if we can get families coming and parents can understand this is something they could support at home, they could do with their kids, and if the kids like to do it, well, you know. Otherwise, they're just being told, you know, get your kid an iPad, you know, and yeah. let them play games all day long. Yeah. This is well, we'll something different, yeah. 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 So it's it's a, a different mode for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of the things that we've had uh, within our our hosts, like the three of us, um, I have nephews, Ray also has nephews, we have nephews, so we always encourage them to, to yeah. start making so that even if we're here in, in a Maker fair, then we encourage and you know, like Ray for example, his family is in, in Florida, right, so he literally like he bought the 3D printer for them yeah. over there so that they could start making.
1: Them. Yeah, no, I, but that's how this works, Yeah. you know, it's not some big system. Yeah. But I think, in comparison to some countries I know where the government's gotten involved, and which could be a good thing, but sometimes it's not. it's missed the community aspect yeah. and missed the kind of personal investment of people yeah. weighing in and making it happen. Mm-hmm. When when you're you know, when a family member engages you in this, that 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 means a lot. Yes. You know, and you think about thing again. Cooking is kind of an interesting analogy to me, or even music. You know, if a family member teaches you how to play a musical instrument or how to cook, you know, that's how it should be, right? Yeah, yeah, and, it part and of it, your family. yeah. And and yeah, right. And it's part of yeah, part of what holds you together a family.
0: Yeah. No, I I think we it would also be it's interesting that the fairs themselves have sort of started to grow others. Like we went recently to the East Coast RepRap Fest.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is you know, that's almost strictly about three D printing. Right. But you didn't see that before that you started seeing Maker Fairs. So it's already even helped other other fairs or other yeah. events sort like of branch out. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, I think one of the things is it's still compelling to get together with real people, <laughs> right, right? Even in the age of virtual this and social media and other, you know, it's like no, I can see the people and look them in the eyes and see how passionate they are and talk to them and I think uh, I think there's a lot more desire for that and it's kind of like, sorry. In many ways Maker Faire consists of in some ways hobbyist communities and things that in the past they were more formal. They had clubs and they met once a month and right. they, you know that kind of stuff and today it's more f- fluid but people are still getting together
0: right. and in a way it's easier for people to get together and find people with similar interests right. than it used to be so right. yeah and
1: teach each other yeah. so I'm going to tell you because i to have to leave in a mi- couple yeah. minutes no, sorry um, Maker Faire is a tradition of Uh, maker dinner and that's what we're at tonight Uh, and it's kind of a social event for them just the makers to meet each other Uh, and we uh and for every year we've done gerard's paella yes yeah. and uh so i help serve it that's kind of yeah, well, my my role incredible. so i have to go yeah. go serve it we'll go, there. We'll, um, uh, i'm gonna do a video on my youtube channel yeah showing
0: different things i'm yeah. gonna go take some pictures yeah
1: but i'm really glad to have you yeah, here you. Yeah, have the make have it, yeah. at the main podcast at maker fair and uh I'd love to keep talking <laughs> Next, yeah, okay you so thank much. you thank
2: you All right,
0: This next section was re- was recorded in Spanish. Claudia interviewed MakerMex, a group out of Mexico. If you don't speak Spanish, please feel free to skip forward to the 19 and a half minute mark and we'll continue with the interviews in English. Uh, in a couple of days after the fair, Claudia will have a transcript in English of the conversation with MakerMex. So thanks for listening. Again, please feel free to skip to about the 19 minute... 30 second mark. Thanks.
2: Bueno, hola. Esta noche estamos aquí en Maker Fair en, en la noche de paella y estamos hablando. ¿Me ¿Puedes hacer tu nombre, otra vez? Disculpa.
3: Soy eh, Luis Arturo Pacheco. Perfecto.
2: Estamos hablando con Luis Arturo porque ah, acaban de hacer un, un Maker Fair en México. Sí, no. Sí. Lo, lo organizaron en, en, en el Distrito Federal. Se llamaba Bajío Maker Bajío Maker Fair, ¿no?
3: Sí. Fue en la ciudad de León, Guanajuato. Eh, y sí fue Bajío Mini Maker Fair, eh, que es un poquito más al norte de la ciudad de México pero está genial porque es, es un área ahorita que es, es muy interesante el estado de Guanajuato porque hay mucho, se está haciendo como mucho movimiento del tema de la tecnología y del movimiento maker y, 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 y hay varios actores que están haciendo que las cosas pasen, ¿verdad? Ah, perfecto.
2: ¿Como
3: cuánta gente participó? Fíjate, tuvimos alrededor de 3.500 visitantes. Wow. Este... Unos 2.500 eran niños de escuelas primarias que venían de la la Secretaría de Educación y que venían de pueblos aledaños a León, del Bajío, eh, eh, de Guanajuato este y, y eran niños que, que a veces son hasta de comunidades indígenas que no tienen acceso a este tipo de, de, de cosas ¿no? de ver esta tecnología de primera sí. mano entonces estuvo muy padre porque logramos eh, pues abrirles un poquito al espectro de que vean lo que, lo que hay no de tecnología
2: exacto y compartir con ellos también pues, sí, sí. eh, eh, que es lo que saben ellos como compartir, que interesante bueno acá los Maker Faires hay diferentes, diferentes escalas, no hay uno que son los Mini Maker Faires que son como 200 sí dos personas. Es increíble. Ustedes hicieron uno que es grande.
1: Un mini Maker Faire
3: Grandotote. Exacto. <risa> y eso está chévere.
2: Bueno, está, al principio estábamos hablando acerca de
0: ¿te
2: estaba, te, uh, un poquito más acerca de su podcast, no de que uh, hablamos hacer, uh, bastante acerca de la inclusión. Y justamente eso estábamos hablando acerca de cómo uh, el, todo el movimiento de, de Maker uh, puede incluir a diferente gente que usualmente no es, no son, no es parte de esto. Me gustaría contar un poquito más acerca de cómo, cómo hicieron ustedes sí. para sí.
3: incluir gente. Se hizo el trabajo de, en tres en tres formas, eh, en la primera parte fue justamente la que te hablaba del aspecto económico, en la que trajimos eh, gente de, de comunidades eh, rurales, eh, eso fue muy bueno, en la segunda parte este, se hizo mucho en, 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 en que también los makers son artesanos, tuvimos un espacio de artesanos muy interesante, entonces eh, aquí literal había arte de indígenas, entonces era padrísimo porque hacen arte eh, muy bueno no hay muchas fotos que pueden ver ahí en la página eh, y es interesante porque también son makers, pero como son makers artesanos, a veces pasan desapercibidos ¿Cierto? pero creo que tiene mucho valor también lo que hacen, y en México a veces no lo valoramos tanto entonces eh, creo que fue fue bueno darles un espacio, y finalmente eh, bueno, en México, en, la, en el área de tecnología, tenemos eh, todavía existe este rezago eh, en cuanto a género en mujeres en tecnología ¿no? en el que no, no tienen las mismas oportunidades Oportunidades y, y, y se está trabajando mucho en que, en que haya una igualdad. ¿no? Entonces, uno de los objetivos que teníamos era eh, tener esto y, y logramos que la mitad de los talleres los dieran mujeres que están metidas en la tecnología. Estaba Ana de Epic Queen, estaba la doctora. Marina, que está lo de la red eh, de educación maker en México, entonces este y, 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 y platicaron, ¿no? De, del trabajo que están haciendo eh, eh, de esto y bueno, hubo más, ¿no? Estos, estos son los ejemplos más eh, ahora sí que, que más importantes, pero fue buenísimo y y, y y aquí lo interesante es eso, ¿no? Que esto del maker es informal, pero es Es inclusivo, ¿no? Es, es lo divertido, que no hay formalidades y que. Y que es familia. Y la familia
2: incluye a todos: a sí, sí, los sí. primos, los sobrinos, a todo el mundo, entonces eso es lo que se han tratado de hacer, claro. estábamos hablando con Dale Dale, del el, 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 el um, productor de Maker Magazine, él es el que nos dijo hey, los, tienes que hablar con, con, con claro. el grupo de México, y justamente en, en, en la entrevista que tuvimos con él era acerca de cómo podemos hacer cómo comenzó como una familia todo, todo este movimiento, ¿no? entonces eso es súper interesante, ahora lo que estabas hablando de la mujer me, me parece interesante porque acá cuando veas It's your first time here in the Maker Faire of New York
3: cuarta vez que vengo si sí.
2: viste cómo tienen digamos los um, tienen three printers que a veces o oh, tienen uh, herramientas como para, para niñas sí, ¿no? sí. algunas específicamente para niñas algunas otras para niños ¿no? para también tratar de incluir a más a mujeres pero me, me encanta de que ustedes hicieron la presentación las que presentaron claro. todas las, sí, sí. Y fueron mujeres entonces no solo cómo podemos participar pero también cómo podemos liderar
3: no sí es, es que eso es lo interesante no no se trata yo creo que va más allá de incluirlas por un color o por algo que se identifican sino yo creo que deberíamos de quitarnos esos, eh, esos, esas ideas y, y, y entender que, que sea azul, sea rosa es lo mismo no entonces creo que es importante y y esto de, de traer incluso de, de Colombia, trajimos a esta Marian Villa, uh-huh. que también está muy metida y es programadora, entonces hace interfaces de usuario sí. y, y todo esto y es interesante porque su plática justamente platica de los retos que con los que se enfrentan, ¿no? y como ahorita es un, ella es ahora sí que un, un, un líder allá en Colombia, ¿no? en la que está, está haciendo algo importante Ay, entonces es, es, es la idea Bueno, y otra parte de, que, de la que hablamos nosotros en
2: el podcast es acerca de, de industria y la la economía, ¿no? ¿Cómo una de
3: fabricación,
2: pero fabricación
3: a nivel más accesible, sí. ¿no? ¿Me puedes hablar un poco de, de los proyectos que ustedes tienen, con claro. qué industria, fabricación? Mira, eh, makermex eh, eh, que es nuestra empresa, es una empresa eh, fundada por el ingeniero Juan Carlos Orozco, y Sam Weder y, y yo. De, de hecho, eh, es, es bien interesante porque eh, Juan Carlos es ingeniero, inventor, todo, eh, Sam es, es más, es, él es americano, él es de aquí de Virginia, Y, y yo soy mexicano también de León pero yo estaba yo era estudiante en ese entonces estudiaba arquitectura y entonces se hace un equipo muy interesante porque empezamos haciendo impresoras 3d pero ahorita hacemos cosas de educación de hecho aquí estamos eh, hicimos un software de modelado 3d que se llama makers CAD, y que justamente por programación por bloques como scratch que ¿Ah? está inspirado en scratch te permite hacer modelos en 3d para una impresora en 3d y más cosas entonces, está muy padre lo acabamos de hacer open source eso quiere decir que lo puedes bajar gratis de internet y ese es uno de los proyectos más interesantes que tenemos Eh, hacemos impresoras tres hechas en México, para nosotros es importante que la tecnología se pueda hacer donde se usa Exacto. entonces buscamos que ahí en México podamos fabricar tecnología que se usa en México no y dejar de importar Exacto. creo que eh, si cada país logra esta independencia tecnológica, el mundo va a ser mejor,
2: claro, y luego el, el dinero se queda en el país claro. y luego crece en el país y luego y,
3: continúa con... y, y más que la idea de que se quede en el país es de que eh, el país tenga los medios de salir adelante, que no tenga dependencia de, de Un externo, ¿no? Y no tanto el país, sino las personas, los ciudadanos, ¿no? Exacto, las
2: localidades, los barrios. ¡Ay, qué interesante! Y bueno, muchísimas gracias. Una una, una parte de la información es lo que estabas diciendo. Nosotros somos en Washington, vivimos en Washington DC, que está al ladito de Virginia.
0: Entonces,
2: qué interesante que uno de los los partners es de Virginia. Sí, sí, sí. Y otra cosa es que nosotros somos arquitectos. Entonces, todo el podcast hablamos bastante acerca de cómo comenzamos con arquitectura y diseño y después siempre queríamos hacer algo, hacemos maquetas,
3: hacemos claro. algo, y de ahí comenzó a, a crear hecho, diferentes cosas. Yo llegué a eso eh, estudiando arquitectura, pero al revés, porque no quería hacer maquetas. Entonces compré una impresora 3D para no hacer maquetas. Este, pero sí, es divertido, pero pero te abre te abre toda una perspectiva. ¿no? Y, y ya me hice más más técnico, no de, de que ya soy más técnico que diseñador, pero es divertido. Bueno, que no están peleados, ¿eh? Porque hay, hay un hay un lugar en medio, ¿no? Muy muy Exacto. padre.
2: Exacto. Por ejemplo, los tres hacemos cosas diferentes. Nos conocimos en la Universidad de la arquitectura. Somos tres. Nuestro otro amigo es, de, uh, es cubano-americano. Él no pudo venir porque tiene una fábrica de, 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 de uh, metal ah, que sí. es enorme en Delaware. Y es interesante que cada uno tomó un rumbo diferente en la arquitectura pero siempre llevamos diseño en lo que hacemos, claro. y justamente lo que tú dices de, de ser más industrial quizás porque a veces en arquitectura te cargas de, de diseño de edificios pero no algo súper tangible que puedes agarrar con tu mano, ¿no? y algo, eso es lo bueno de, de esto, de meigrote.
3: Creo que un edificio grande, chiquito, una mesa o, o hasta un objeto que te cabe en la mano, bueno todo tiene que llevar este diseño no hay algo interesante ser arquitecto es que aprendes a, a ver las cosas desde cómo se fabrica, incluso desde el antes cómo qué pasa antes de que lo fabrique no tienes que aprender hasta de los materiales no qué más tienes que diseñar a veces hasta el material que vas a usar para Exacto, para hacerlo ¿no? entonces costo, ¿no? yo yo creo que ya las carreras empiezan a, a ser bastante no pierden relevancia, pero sí creo que se empieza a, a difuminar. Sí. Entonces, creo que una carrera no, no te define, eh, sino te va a dar unas bases, ¿no? Y al final, los pases lo importante es hacer algo ¿no? exacto y que continúes con
2: tu pasión con tu sí, pasión okay. ah no bueno muchísimas gracias, gracias la verdad estamos aprendiendo bastante vamos a poner todos los links eh, en el, en el um, episodio que vamos a tener acá y vamos a difundirlo claro. y especialmente en Virginia y en Maryland en DC sí, sí. Para, con toda la comida para que sepan también de que mm. hay hay una colección ahí
3: de hecho claro. eh, tenemos ahí tuvimos en, en Virginia tuvimos una oficina en, 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 en Hatch que estaba Ay. en el centro de Norfolk, entonces oh de verdad sí, oh, era, era muy padre Este, pero si quieren impresoras pues mandamos impresoras exacto, a todo el mundo cosa, claro, sí, sí. exacto, perfecto pero <risa> bueno,
2: muchísimas gracias, gracias muchas gracias estar. a
3: ti
0: so i'm here with vernon from a uh, micro drone right and uh, we were just talking earlier and uh, it's a very interesting story about how your company or your project got started tell us a little bit about how you guys got off the ground so um, we've been building micro
4: drones since 2011. that's how right. we started developing drones in this small small size footprint mm-hmm. and um we built the microgen one people mm-hmm. loved it we shipped it yeah. we built the microgen two we shipped that. people loved it yes. and then the microgen three we launched in 2015 and that was fantastic Mm-hmm. and um we um we're getting ready to launch our new one our Microgen 4 and um that's when that's our new product with lots of cool features and television technology drones. yeah
0: but uh, you also mentioned that you were able to purchase parts from a uh, sort of a failed kickstarter project
4: yeah, so there was a company called Sano, which was the biggest crowdfunding failure of all time. Wow. They raised uh, to two two point three million pounds, which is about four million dollars. And um, they couldn't make it work. Um, they, they got to about some 70% of the of the way in development, but then collapsed spectacularly. Wow. So we were able to get hold of the original source code and mm. the original hardware. And for the last 18 months, we've been piecing it back together again, pulling it apart, yeah. looking at the problems with Sano, and then figuring out solutions. And we finally managed to make it
0: work. Wow. Now. And that's interesting because you know you hear a lot about a lot of projects that sort of get funded and then fail, but you guys were sort of managed to turn a bad thing into a good thing here. Um, now those so those parts went into the product that you're going to be releasing soon, essentially. Right. So some of the some of the technology in the, in the Xano actually had a lot of potential. For yeah. example, the in the
4: intelligent tracking, the um, the autonomous flight mm-hmm. capability, so you can hover on the spot. All of that. Needed a lot more work, so using yeah. the components that the original hardware had, that wasn't going to do the job. Mm-hmm. So we we're able to take some of that, yeah. adapt it with the new technology, and create a new a new product, yeah, and that's yeah. what we've done. Wow, but I'm also, we we're able to, to turn that turn that project around and mm-hmm. actually make it work. Yeah. So you know, it's it's a good example of what you can do with a failed crowdfunding project.
0: Yeah. And so so I mean, when you look at it from that point of view, like, what do you think ended up being their downfall? Just from because you have you sort of have like a back. Uh, a uh, uh, back of the house look at what what went wrong there. It was so- I think the biggest problem was that um, it was a new startup with, yeah. um
4: with not a lot of experience mm-hmm. and uh, they were too ambitious in what they were trying to build mm-hmm. and also in the timeline. They'd give mm-hmm. themselves about six months to create a fully autonomous mm-hmm. swarming nano drone from scratch which was a huge <laughs> impossible task. I mean, yeah. Even though they had you know, 2 million pounds in the bank mm-hmm. and 40 engineers which they recruited they still were able to pull off up, up in time. They were able to create a product but the performance was not good enough to create a you know, a product to meet the expectations of their yeah. campaign.
0: Yeah, so now you guys have this. Vast experience beforehand are able to take that and turn it around into into a successful product.
4: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The micro drone has been an incremental step. So we started yeah. really basic. The micro drone 1 and level was very basic. You only fly and, yeah. and didn't have a camera. Mm-hmm. So the 2.0 and 3.0, they all had a camera on it. But now we're going to the next level where the drone can actually fly itself. You've got autonomy, mm-hmm. you've got the full hands off experience where you let go of the sticks or just sit there in the sky yeah, that's using kind of vision way. systems. And that's, yeah.
0: that's the next level. Well, and there aren't a lot of micro drones that do that
4: currently, are there? There's, at the moment, there's kind of two categories. There's like the toy drones, which right. are sort of the beginner drones, yeah. And like the kind of the hundred pound drones, which are, have shaky cameras and manual flying. Mm-hmm. Then you have the advanced drones, that like the kind of professional grade, the DJIs right. as well. Which like, DGI, you know, yeah. Very expensive products with um, you know. Advanced technology, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in between. Right. We, we, we've what we've done is the 4.0 is we've created something which is fully autonomous, mm-hmm. so super smooth video, but it's also at a affordable price and palm sized. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, there's only on the market there's nothing like that. There's yeah, the only I, uh, yeah there's I've like not a, seen anything like, like that. The DJI Spark is like the kind of the only sort of consumer product which has that sort of autonomy and smooth mm-hmm. smooth video at a at a kind of small size but that's like a $600 drone we've taken that and created a $200 drone and that's what I believe will be a mass market product
0: I think definitely I mean that is a great price point you know a lot of people want to start with something about that size but they quickly get discouraged because they're, they're not able to fly it as easily as they see in exactly. commercials, you know? Yeah. So I've spoken to a lot of people who said, um,
4: you know, they bought like the Mavic and they've spent like eight hundred dollars on it mm-hmm. and then they've crashed it the first time they've flown it and they've had to buy another one but they've shipped it to their work address to stop the wife finding out, <laughs> you know? that yeah. can be a, If we can create a product which is that sort of entry-level drone with the same experience of like a Mavic, yeah. that's the killer.
0: Right, right. well that's amazing uh, and it's great that you're using Sort of a failed project to help you along the way there right, so exactly. uh, where do you see the future what do you think next let's assume this goes well which there's no reason to think it wouldn't where, where do you think things are going next after that
4: so I think uh, the technology of, of, of small drones uh, is getting more and more intelligent so right. we're seeing lower lower power hungry chips mm-hmm. of just smaller footprints to create more advanced technology there's always a weight, weight to power trade off you know the more components you add the more power it gets, the less flight right. time yeah. but there's more efficient ships you're seeing a lot of the stuff in which is coming on which is for the drone market that's high power but low power consumption hmm. uh, and that's um that's perfect for the drones because it makes them more intelligent better cameras longer range yeah. and um, that's yeah, you
0: would, can use it longer without having to charge it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Oh, great. Yeah. It was, it was, this is great. Learn. We've learned a lot about drones themselves, and a great story of turning a failed project into success. So, yeah. Uh, I think what, another thing is, um, for the, with the Xano, you know, we want to give back to the original
4: backers who yeah. made this campaign possible. So, you know, they didn't get a Xano. Right. But um when we were able to get hold of the original parts we've got uh-huh. enough to build like 5,000 um, actual original Xanos uh-huh. so what we're going to do is we're going to put them together and actually build Xanos again uh-huh. and you know, they're not going to work like they originally should have done but they will work right. and we'll literally be able to take off take off to your smartphone, activate functions. We're going to give one of those to all of the original backers. Oh wow! Uh, when when uh, we launch our new product, so anyone who backs our new camp, our new product, uh-huh. um, we'll give them a oh. nano. But that'll be just for the original backers. Nice.
0: That's very. That, that's that's uh That's amazing. That's an amazing thing too. So essentially, they, they get to back another project and get their original yeah, exactly. thing that they didn't get, and that, that's great. You know, I like I mentioned to you when we were off air when we were talking that you know I I tried backing a three D printer that didn't work and somebody gave me that opportunity now I would take it because you know you'd get both things. You get a more advanced and the thing you were looking for. And yeah. that's great of you guys to sort of extend that through those yeah. follow through those backers.
4: Yeah I, and I'm uh, I we a lot of backers they're really excited about this. Nice. We're going to actually release the code open source. So mm. all of the code we've managed to get working now, mm. we're going to release that on GitHub so anybody can tinker with it. Nice. So whether you're a developer, or you're a backer, yeah. or you're a maker, or just someone who wants to play with code and create new functions, mm. we're just going to
0: release that open source. Nice, nice. Now, where can people go find the, the links to back you, to, um, to back this project? Yeah, just go to microdrone.co.uk. Oh, all right, great. Thanks so much, Vernon. It Thank was a pleasure you. having you. Yeah, pleasure. <laughs> and okay, so we're gonna do a quick little conclusion here. It's just Claudia and I now. Yep. And we're sort of off in the corner during the. You know, I think this messes up. This is the Maker Dinner. Yeah, the at, annual
2: Maker Dinner where they eat paella.
0: Yeah, at the 2008 Maker Fair here in the, the World Maker Fair.
2: In New York City. Yeah,
0: so we yeah. do a quick wrap up for today. Um we you know it's been a good day. We got to interview really the initiator of yeah. the Maker Fair.
2: But before and like I just wanted to say like I mean it's seven forty five PM. Um we woke up this morning, got prepared, got on the bus at eleven o'clock.
0: Yeah we been, been on the bus so for about five the hours. The bus trip was way too long.
2: It was really long. Um of course like when we're doing this we're always thinking about as architects and especially me as an urban planner We're always thinking like there's got to be easier ways to handle this amount of traffic coming in but anyways yeah the city. Uh, but yeah. it was pretty Everywhere. cool then we took the metro
0: yeah we um, well we took the metro well, transfer the subway, at Grand Central yeah. subway yeah we, we call it the metro in DC but we took the subway. It's mostly above ground coming out here to Queens. Yeah, which is We're in really Queens. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it took us about Street. like yeah, it
2: took us about forty minutes on the metro, and uh, it was right around oh, rush, Con- rush hour too. Yeah, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, really cool thing about Queens, and we talked about this with Dale actually about. Um, the, the area the diversity it's like supposedly one of the um most diverse um districts politically like politically in the entire country uh and yeah you can tell it's working class mm-hmm. for sure a lot of immigrants which is really cool yeah. um and yeah you can see like from us from on the on the seven that we were riding here we saw how people would get off and then like who remain on the on the train was interesting too yeah
0: well and it also shows just the amount of people that live in this area because the train was back then higher yeah. way it was just not, not a not a seat to be had. So,
2: but anyway, so once we arrived, here, it was really cool because they we have had to like try and a talk to um, the guy
0: on the, the horse.
2: Yeah, they have a paella um, yeah. that they always make a dinner. Yeah. Bail. so we were able to. We were so lucky. This is like I yeah. really like, and we know we were lucky because everybody would come to him and uh, like wanted to say hello, thank you for for what you've done. Basically,
0: yeah, he is kind of like Doherty. the father of all of this. You yeah. Know? He started Maker Magazine, he started the Maker Fair, and uh, it's all grown from there. But, uh, but you know, he doesn't walk around here like if he was the king of the thing. <laughs> he was sitting there serving paella with everybody.
2: Yeah, he sent people over to us yeah. to, uh, to to talk to us on the podcast, which I really, really appreciate. Um, yeah, this is a ninth, uh Iteration of the New York Maker Fair here in this particular grounds too, which is cool. Which is what you're hearing in the background right now. Or really people close setting to up. They're setting yeah. up, so it's like yeah. it's a night where most people set up and they come in and they have dinner and then they do a lot of networking.
0: Yeah. So and you get to know everybody. You get to know the different makers and talking. And, you know, we wanted to do a few more interviews, but you know, people are more more than anything talking or talking and eating and getting to know each other but we you know we got a few interviews done.
2: Yeah, so and and that's what we ended up doing. I mean, we wanted to do interviews. We we got the main man which was really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, we wanted yeah. to do. Uh, and then we were able to talk to really interesting people which you guys will hear from mm-hmm. those interviews that we had. But then we did what everybody else was, so it was networking. networking. Right? Yeah. So we went and talked to people and the conversations that we had were really interesting. So that's I wanted to like really end this quick intro to tomorrow which is going to be the big mm-hmm big
0: bang you know yeah, yeah so tomorrow we're, we're basically gonna be covering the whole thing we'll be doing interviews that we'll put in sort of a podcast manner I'll also be shooting video and taking photos that you know I'll make a vid- I'll make a YouTube video for um, so I will share all of that through the links. channel
2: that's yeah. the other part that we like lessons learned from what we've done before in the past Also is we're gonna put a lot more links out mm-hmm. uh, Because we are hearing I mean I'm walking around with a little notepad and I'm asking people to write um, their emails or their websites because we really want to share this information that we're getting because you know We're here. It's a privilege to be here mm-hmm. and I really, really appreciate it um, some of the topics that we were talking about in the network so We usually, when we network, most people don't like to network. It's a really hard thing to do,
0: even for us. It is. It's tough because like, <laughs> you, you see people that kind of know each other. It's hard to approach them. No, but you got to find that opening. You know, it, it's a. I mean, for me, it's especially hard because I'm an introvert, and I don't know if that comes through necessarily. Because I've I've had to like learn yeah. to network and to like go up to people, even though it's hard for me to do it. Yeah. But you know, it's one of the things you just got to like push through is uh, the the twenty seconds of of courage. Yeah. And then you get to know people, and you get to have conversations that you wouldn't have had otherwise.
2: Yeah, and especially when you have something to say, and everybody has something to say, a story to tell, or something that they do, especially in this particular movement, we all, We all are making, there's something that unites us, that unifies us, right?
0: Well, and I will say for some people, they probably, you know, I I know as an introvert, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't have anything to say. So start by asking the question, right? And that's the thing, I go up to people and I want to learn what they're doing here, what they have to say about what they're doing. And then you find the thing as they're talking that you have in common or that you can then tell them about what you're doing. You know, so yeah. start by asking some questions learn about people and, and what they're doing
2: yeah so as an example Jose and I were walking around and then I was like okay well how do we you know who do we who do we approach and there was this group mm-hmm. of women there were about five of them right young yeah. women and they were all very diverse too which I really like so I was like, I'm gonna approach them and I was like, okay, you do it because you're the lady and they'll be weird. <laughs> like, Why don't I don't wanna be creepy. I don't wanna be the guy
0: walking up to to the ladies like how you doing. You know, that's, that's creepy.
2: <laughs> so it still ended up working out because that's what I did. Like, even for me it was kinda like cause you know, it's such a group of friends. You could tell yeah. that they were a good friend. So I like chimed in and um I asked the question. Mm-hmm. And my question was, okay, so I see you know, there's a group of ladies right here. Uh, this is my third Maker Fair in New York. So, have you guys seen an increase in women participating mm. in the fairs? What they said. And they all told me that they actually work for the New York Science uh, Tech Center, and I was like, wow, because they've seen all nine. Not, or like they've nine, been here no, for They've all been all here, so they couldn't really say yes. We have seen an increase. Mm. Um, And in fact, what they did say is that they noticed that there's predominantly males, right? So that still doesn't say that there hasn't been an increase, but there's still that open question, right? Is there? So tomorrow we're going to talk to them a little bit more, but it was, it was a really good discussion that I had with them in terms of, and again, just prompted by that one question, right? Um, And it was a lot about, well that is the case in science and technology, and how do we get a place for us, right? And and is that even have getting a place for us, but is there, what's our role? Mm. And one of the things that I um, even asked them, I was like, well, what do you guys think if I were to go back and look at all the programs for every single, the, you know, the, the schedule of, of, of lectures that they have and see how many women are actually presenters? Mm. Because that would tell us you know how, if if there is an increase, if there is a um, percentage increase, or if it's remains stagnant.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and I would say there has to have been a certain level of an increase, because when this all started, you know, I think it was there weren't as many groups of like uh, we we ran into, you know girl maker groups uh, we, I think we saw some at the Miami American Fair yeah. you know, a lot of groups have grown out of the fact that these fairs exist and I think it goes back to what Dale said earlier that it's hard to make that change directly, but if you do and you make a space where people from different places can come, that's gonna grow from it. Exactly. Now the question is, what you were saying is, has it stayed? Has it now gotten stagnant? Does it need a boost again? Does it need something to keep it going? But yeah, it probably has grown. That doesn't mean we rest on that. You
2: know? Yeah, I really like one of the answers from from, from the women there was that. You know, even if whatever you end up finding, the fact that it is being trapped
0: right.
2: is important. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that it it, it starts being yeah. tracked. So yeah, like I mean, these are the tiny type of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like just sharing with people that we're doing here. Um, we had a discussion with uh, some makers from Mexico mm-hmm. who just. From doing a maker fair, and it was funny because it's called a mini maker fair, but they have over three thousand people.
0: Yeah, what? Well, That's really yeah. awesome. And it's probably the biggest maker fair in Mexico. You, I would imagine. No, I bet you, know you
2: they have. Sense? I mean, maybe they're maybe, starting. But the fact that they start at that scale. Mm-hmm it's a it's a it's a thing about scale right so and also uh the intent of really being inclusive of bringing other people in. i thought it was really cool yeah Um, and
0: a couple of the guys that were a little too shy to get on the mic were telling me of things that they've done like they're giving away printers and and things like that you know it's a little windy out here i don't know if you guys can hear that yeah it's getting windier um but they they're they're growing the maker movement abroad in in ways that are just amazing and are so giving. Uh, one of the guys that wasn't able to talk to us, but maybe we'll maybe we'll find him more and have him say it in his own words. We're talking about MakerNet, which is they're just opening up um, maker spaces in Mexico throughout the country, mm-hmm. and that's amazing because they're just they're they're just sort of making them community maker spaces. Yeah, you know, like I don't I don't know where and
2: and. Great. and- um, Maker Max, they're actually building 3D printers in Mexico, yeah. right? So that mm-hmm. it's it's within its own economy, yeah. uh, and really localizing it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things we're going to talk about, we're going to put more links in there. We, as we were networking, we also saw a couple of um, cool electric cars
0: and electric, racing. Electric that's gonna racing happen, cars yeah, tomorrow. We, we didn't get a chance to talk to them, but the the racing uh, uh, quadcopters were also here. Yeah. Ah, cool. So it'd be interesting to talk to some of them and see how this how that's evolving as well you yeah
2: because last time we were here we we saw the racing of the quad cops, but we didn't necessarily like talk to them and like no. now it's kind of cool yeah. to see how like they're yeah. also in Kickstarter yeah. and they're also like making the the themselves mm-hmm. um, yeah so it's gonna be so that's what are we doing next tomorrow what what are you looking most
0: forward to well, I mean, I always like to go look at the 3D printers, so I'm really looking forward to see what's out there new for 3D printers. Last year when we were here, Dremel was bringing out its new laser, and that's been out for a little bit. So I, I really like coming here to see what's coming out new. You know, that, that that's a big thing that I like to look at. Oh, cool. Um, what about you? So tomorrow,
2: I'm in an effort to expand, so I, I call a friend of mine. Alex, yeah, he's right. Alex from Puerto Rico, and he's also a GISer and a planner, and he loves anything tech. So I yeah, invited him over. He's gonna be one of our hosts. Yeah,
0: hopefully we can get him on the show, right? He's he gonna be in the
2: show him? and like it's gonna be really cool showing him mm-hmm. the Maker
0: Fair. I he's never been to one, right? never
2: been he's never been to one, so it's gonna be really cool. Um, so, I'm really looking for it because it's a different perspective, right? right? Like, your perspective is like, oh, well, what, can, what are the new ones that were here like, from last time and what how, how they have advanced, right? Because mm-hmm. you know that at that level. And I'm going to be more like, oh, check this out. You know, like, check this other sure. Like, look at that Arduino. Do you know what Arduino is? Do you know what a Raspberry Pi is? You mm-hmm. know, and all this other stuff. So, that's going to be fun. And, um, and it'll be interesting
0: yeah. to get his perspective as somebody new after the fact, too yeah that would be
2: really really cool mm-hmm. yeah and uh what else i am looking forward to the diversity of oh there is a there's a couple new things that are coming up that i was again through networking i found out right so they're gonna have uh the like what are they called the tiny homes
0: oh uh, yeah i think that's what they're doing right now
2: they're doing the tiny homes they're also gonna have cosplay I there's
3: saw that a whole as well. new
2: section on cosplay and uh I'm gonna call them the ladies, <laughs> the New York Science, New York Hall of Science. Awesome ladies! They were uh, telling me that that you know that's gonna be an interesting thing because usually talk about three D printing in fabric, mm-hmm. right? And how that's a very feminine design type of field. Yeah. And cosplay kind of like puts a a twist on it in that it is very um, community driven, mm-hmm. I think, but also it's entrepreneurial because you can sell some of this stuff right your own unique design you can actually sell it or become a cosplay designer for others right so yeah a lot of
0: people do that they make cosplay for other people
2: so i want to like to me that's the part that i want to i want to check out how how that is has grown uh there's also going to be a bigger agricultural uh section uh last time i think there was a small one and now there's going to be a little bit of a big one so um, yeah. so it's
0: a- uh, the, one of the things we should add is that we normally don't, the last few years since we've had a booth, we don't get to go see everything all the time. This year we decided not to get the booth, we're gonna just sort of walk around, do interviews that way, and and I like, like I'm looking forward to going to uh, some of the talks that they're having, you know?
2: Yes, we're yeah. do the talks, for sure, and then take pictures. So we're gonna definitely be taking a lot more photos, uh, posting a lot on, on social media, Um, again, because we are equity driven, we're definitely going to focus on, um, communities that are usually not represented as much. Mm. So if we find some people like, um, that are representative of communities that are not, um, Tech, like constantly, you have access to this space. It'll be really cool to see what their perspective is and what they're doing. So yeah, we'll be doing that and a lot of family families. That's yeah. a fun part, right? All yeah, kids.
0: I mean, even here during the the maker dinner, there were a lot of there were a lot of families. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's always interesting to see
2: Multi-generational that. Multi generational space. So yeah. This is a fun part. All right, so that's
0: yeah. it. So yeah, look for well, I'll hopefully, post this today, but look for more stuff tomorrow at the end of Saturday as well
2: yeah yeah we're gonna go to sleep now
0: yeah i'm tired (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening Bye. bye